It seems that no matter where you look, there's pop culture news flying around everywhere. But how can you keep up so you're ready to roll when a new episode of the Popcast comes out? Wouldn't it be wonderful if there was one place where you could go to get all the news you want? Then boy do I have good news for you, because Flipboard is here to help. Flipboard curates the world's stories so you can be smarter in your work, life, and play. Choose from thousands of topics to personalize Flipboard, and get the latest stories from the best publishers and experts delivered to you 24-7. Used by millions of people every day, Flipboard is how people move themselves and the world forward. Get started now at Flipboard.com. That's Flipboard.com. This is episode 13 of the Popcast. Hello, welcome to the Popcast, the pop culture podcast from Vernacular. We're your hosts, Maureen and Josh Goldman. Each week, we'll dive into the latest in pop culture with our three regular segments. First, the snack bag, where we cover some smaller stories from the past week. Second, the marquee topic, where we dive in depth into one pop culture story or event. And third, the teasers, where we give our suggestions for pop culture content you might have missed, but should definitely check out. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Popcast. We're glad you're here. Hello, everyone. We are back for another week. Maureen, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm great, Josh. How are you doing? Why did you just laugh at you me? You just looked at me with this like very quisitive thing, like we hadn't already caught up previously this evening. We've caught up, but our listeners haven't caught up with us. I know. We've got a lot to catch you up on. Okay, first of all, Josh has a new nickname, question mark? I don't actually know what this is, and I'm dying to know. What is your new nickname? I put, I put this note on our outline, our show outline for tonight that said Josh's new nickname. And I added five question marks. This is something that I gave myself, a new nickname that I gave to myself. Oh, goody. What is it? All right. So uh, longtime listeners of the podcast might remember that I uh, have dipped my toe into uh, woodworking. Remember the uh, the first conversation about woodworking a couple weeks ago? Why are you saying wood weird? I don't know. Wo- <laughs> woodworking? Woodworking? <laughs> woodworking? Anyway, so uh, those of you might remember that I was uh, talking about building a stool, which is still in progress. I will have an update next week about the stool. But I decided to tackle a project in the interim, which was to create a pots and pans rack that I could install into one of our cabinets. So I've given myself the nickname Josh the Handyman Goldman. What do you think? I'm actually into this nickname for you, honey, because you have gotten exponentially more handy in the past two months. You have built the pot some pans holder. You've fixed some things around the house. You called a plumber. Toilet seats. You installed new toilet seats. Which remember, is actually not as hard was, as There was something it, else it that you like figured out how to fix. Maybe. But I, I really so like your new things. energy around this. It is very helpful Yeah, so I took uh, some pieces of scrap wood and a couple L brackets and a couple screws and some, um, some hooks and made this pots and pans holder that... Uh, fits nicely into our cabinet. So it actually helps declutter it a little bit. So anyway, that's my new nickname, Josh the Handyman Goldman. It's kind of like Tim the Toolman Taylor. Remember him? Home Improvement? Uh. (laughs) 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 All right. So Josh, we have previously talked about the Oscars adding the popular film category. Is it dead? What happened here? It's not dead officially, but it is it is on hold for now. They have decided that they need to, uh, as of today, which is Thursday, September 6th, they have decided that they need to reevaluate and do some further study on it before they actually institute it. So the original plan was to institute it in 2019 
for the 2018 films, and they've decided to push it back a year. So I think that it's probably due to the backlash of the fact that they announced this new category with no criteria, and people were like, wait, what is this? So we won't see it this year, and hopefully we'll get some more information on it next year. But I do know, according to many of the things that were written about this, is that the people behind Black Panther are very happy because they were worried that they were going to get sort of shoehorned into this popular film category and instead might still have a good shot at best picture yeah that film was amazing so we're hoping it's a contender all right let us jump into the snack bag maureen the first one i'm gonna have to punt to you on this punt that's a football term for all of you who uh everybody knows what punt means (laughs) sorry i don't know why josh the dictionary goldman (laughs) so maureen i'm gonna have to give this one to you to sort of set up and talk a little bit about and i will provide very limited input okay enough of the the uh, take it away intro we have a new bachelor ladies and gentlemen abc announced that the 20 season 23 of the bachelor will be starring colton underwood so in my mind this is a major like wah 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 colton is not who i was hoping to be the bachelor i was hoping it was going to be jason um both of these guys were on becca kufrin's season um she was the last bachelorette Anyway, Colton seems like a perfectly nice guy. He's very cute, but he also appeared on Bachelor in Paradise this summer, and he had this will-they-won't-they-on-again-off-again relationship with, spoiler alert, Tia, and basically he, like, was totally committed to her, and they were dating, and then he, like, basically was like, it's not going to work, and and left. And I can only imagine that that's because the producers were like, psst, Colton, want to be The Bachelor? So I just feel like Colton is maybe a little bit just looking for fame here okay so the limited things that i saw of him this is totally uninformed perspective but i did see a little bit of him he seems kind of emotional is that fair big crier big crier. we got a crier on our and hands. I don't, that hey, makes for some great tv i don't mind a crier i've been known to have a good cry myself after watching a pixar film you know i can get emotional the other thing about <laughs> him that is so strange don't it's laugh true. at me it's, it's true. true honey i love you i love I'm you're very emotional, emotional. The other thing that I find so strange, this is not really related to Colton, but it's so weird when you hear these people's last names. Do you ever feel that way? Because on the show, they They only only, refer to them by their first names. So when you hear like Colton's going to be the bachelor, it sounds okay. And then you hear Colton Underwood. And it's like, oh, this guy has a last name. And it's especially weird when the last names are are way out there, like Becca Kufrin. What kind of a last name is that? Kufrin? It's just a normal last name. Well, it seems weird because... For two seasons straight, you just hear about her as Becca, and then all of a sudden you hear Kufrin, and it's weird. All right, let's move on to our next snack bag topic. This is a story that has bubbled up over the past week, so I won't get too into it, but I just wanted to get the different perspective from each of us. Um, So basically, there was this um, actor named Jeffrey Owens who was on The Cosby Show. That's probably his biggest role. And he was spotted working at a Trader Joe's in New Jersey, bagging groceries. And this woman took a picture of him and posted it online. Long story short, Fox News wrote something about it, essentially sort of shaming him for, hey, I thought you were an actor and now you're working at Trader Joe's. So anyway, there were all of these people, all these celebrities who came to his support online saying, 
you know, it's there's no shame in working hard to earn a living. And I just wanted to get your perspective, Maureen. I loved this story. Um, I hadn't heard about the controversy until I read the article that Josh shared with me, and I thought it was incredibly sweet. Jeffrey talks about how at first he was really upset about the criticism and the shaming, and he, you know, was talking to his wife about it, but then all of these supportive tweets and texts and emails started flooding in, and he felt really grateful. Um, And potentially he might be, you know, getting a job with Tyler Perry because of it, and there's just been a lot of good things that have come out of it for him. But I think the coolest part in this article was that Jeffrey basically says, my life is really great. I've had more success than most actors, and Nobody needs to feel bad for me because I'm bagging groceries at Trader Joe's. Like, I have an amazing life. And I just thought that was so honest. And it just uh, – he seems like a really humble and, and nice guy. So It seems like a really it's, – it's, it's a really great example of someone who's taken an additional, quote, unquote, 15 minutes of fame and spun it really positively, I yeah, think. Yeah, and I think it's because he's a good guy. Yeah. All right, our next snack bag topic, Maureen, this is something you added to the list as well. As Maureen has discussed in the past, she's a big fan of the TV land show Younger. Maureen, take it away. All right, well, this is a spoiler alert because Younger just had their season finale. Um, season five finale? Wow, five seasons already. Where's the time gone? Has it been I don't know five what... years? I can't. I don't know. I don't, I don't know why I said it that. It's not like I've been following Yeah, Josh doesn't really okay. watch it with me. But basically, they had this amazing like episode and at the end like Liza and Charles like finally get together and they have this moment where they're like holding hands in public and they have this blissful kiss and they're like they've realized that they can like be together and let me let me just set this up for for those of you who don't watch the show these are the two main characters two of one of the main characters Sutton Foster and then her love interests is that right yes and her love is so basically it's her boss and so, so they couldn't be together. They couldn't be together, and then and he stepped are. down from his role, and and she got promoted, and now they can be together. Okay, and they continue. have this, they have this glorious like romantic kiss, and and they show them holding hands, and they're like walking, and they're smiling, and then literally in the last like five seconds of the episode, it shows their smiles like morbidly fade into like looks of like disgust and panic, and I hated it, obviously because I'm a hopeless romantic, but um. I just thought it was really interesting. I read a Vulture article on the show and (laughs) I couldn't agree with the author more, but they basically opened up with like, no, no, no. Like, why would you end this glorious season with their happy, hopeful faces turning into terrified ones? Like, (laughs) I know we need a season for story six, but hard pass. So um, we need a story for season six. What did I say? You said we need a season for story six. We need a season for story six, everyone. Yeah, we need a story for season six, but this is not the one I was hoping for. So I don't know. I'm a little... Uh, I, I kind of just wanted a happy ending here. I guess they just needed a cliffhanger. So we'll see what happens. And other news on this is that um, the creator, Darren Starr, um, has a new series that's coming out called Emily in Paris, which sounds awesome. So it is about, let's see, half-hour dramedy, so same kind of thing. It focuses on Emily, a driven 20-something American woman from the Midwest who moves to Paris for an unexpected job opportunity. She's tasked with bringing an American point of view to a venerable French marketing firm. Cultures class clash as she adjusts to the challenges of life in a foreign city while juggling her career, new friendships, and love life. So... It's probably going to be highly unrealistic about the French marketing world, and I'm probably going to love it. So I'll be checking that out. And both of these shows will be moving um, Emily in Paris coming out on and Younger moving to Paramount. 
Sucks. Bummer for you, Maureen. We don't get Paramount Network. What? Yeah. First of all, I'd love to know from our listeners how, how many do people do not get Paramount Network. Well, first of all, I want to know from our listeners how many people out there e- have even heard of Paramount. I Network. just assumed that it came with our TV package. I looked recently because there was another show that was coming out on there that I was interested in, maybe watching, called Yellowstone, that's on Paramount Network, and we don't have it. All right, let's move on to our next snack bag topic. A sad thing, and I don't really have a ton to say on this, but just thought we'd point it out that if you haven't heard, Burt Reynolds has passed away at the age of 82. He was very, very famous in the late 70s, early 80s, Um, had a little bit of a resurgence with an Oscar nomination after he was in Boogie Nights in 1997, and uh, is probably most well-known for being in Smokey and the Bandit and Smokey and the Bandit 2. But what I found really interesting about this, Maureen, and I want to read some of these to you, is that I found a number of roles that he turned down. And Ooh, interesting. So uh, apparently he turned down James Bond after Sean Connery. So he would have been an American James Bond, and he turned it down because he said, I don't think that the people would accept an American James Bond. Ooh, yikes. He said he, re- he, said he regrets that. He turned down Han Solo in Star Wars. No. He was yes, he was approached before Harrison Ford and turned it down. And he said, quote, now I regret it. I wish I would have done it. End quote. <laughs> I mean, that's so sad. Aww. He turned down Richard Gere's role in Pretty Woman. Oh my gosh. He turned down Jack Nicholson's role in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Did Nest. Did he accept anything? I don't know. He also turned down Bruce Willis's role in Die Hard. I mean, these are these are iconic roles, and I don't know if they maybe wouldn't have been if he had taken them on. Or they could have been even more so, because he was already maybe, maybe more, more so. established. The one that really strikes me is Han Solo. I mean, that that is a huge, ginormous role. But I guess he just didn't get that it was going to be a huge thing. I mean... It could have seemed really weird at the time. Who it's knows? True. It's true. Anyway, so uh, rest in peace, Burt Reynolds. And uh, check out a Burt Reynolds film this weekend if you're looking for something to watch. Our last snack bag topic, which we'll cover very quickly, but I just thought this was kind of funny, is that Anna Kendrick was recently on Ellen, and she mentioned this funny anecdote that um, she sort of lied about having plans so that she could get out of hanging out with anybody on her birthday. Wait, anybody. It was so that she could get out of... She didn't want to hang out with her... Pitch Perfect friends. It was like all the girls from Pitch Perfect. And they were like, we want to celebrate your birthday with you. What are you doing? And she was like, ooh, I'm in Vancouver. And she wasn't. She was straight up at home. And that's hilarious. And it's and she said it's because I don't like my own birthday, which resonates with me because I don't love celebrating my own birthday. I like celebrating other people's birthdays. Uh, Maureen, I think, loves celebrating her birthday. So we just have different I just love birthdays in general. I love mine. I love yours. I love everyone's. I was born on Leap Day. For those that don't know. And I think that since I only have a birthday every four years, I think I got this thing in my head early on like, oh, birthdays don't really matter because they only had a birth, a real birthday of February 29th every four years. So anyway, um, I just thought this was funny and it's totally something that I could see myself doing. Uh, I also, guess I just, I guess I just, uh, told everybody my plan if they're ever like do you have plans on your birthday and i'm like oh no i'm in vancouver sorry well maybe you're just honest and you're like look i just really want to wear sweatpants and eat cake tonight and that's okay too yeah maureen you had an idea that sprung up from this what was it this is not from this but i basically put in our notes that i wanted to talk about my sweatpants happy hour bar idea okay let's this hear is it. from when i was 
younger and working in the consulting world. And we used to go out after work for like team bonding to happy hour and, you know, hang out. And I was like, why are we in our work clothes? This is not fun being like hanging out in like business professional clothes. And I just came I I always would say to everyone, what if there was a bar where you were required to wear sweatpants for happy hour? And it was like, that was the thing. It was the norm. Can you imagine anything more fun? Yeah, being at home. Not at a bar. Okay, well, I was younger then, but I stand by this. The sweatpants happy hour idea. If this exists anywhere, it was mine first, so. Okay, we want (laughs) the royalties. Send us the royalties for the sweatpants happy hour bar. All right, Josh, let's move into our marquee topic because I'm very excited because this week I actually thought of it. So you guys should know that this podcast is generally a labor of love by Josh, and he puts together this amazing outline, and then I'll kind of add color to it. But we were talking earlier this week, and he was like, I don't know, I have a couple of ideas for a marquee topic, but nothing's really striking me. And I was like, what if we talk about podcasts? Like, that's a huge part of pop culture and a really growing trend. So he was into it, and I actually picked a topic. Yeah, so it's sort of like a weird meta topic to discuss, because if you're listening, you maybe are already a fan of podcast. You're at least listening to this podcast. Which probably means most of you are related to us. So hello, family. <laughs> Before Maureen and I started podcasting ourselves, we were both listeners of podcasts. So before we dive into our discussion today, um, I wanted to give a little history and some stats for you guys. So the th- first thing that I came across is that people generally believe that the first podcast was one hosted by Chris Lydon in 2003. It was essentially just an RSS feed of audio files that people could download and stream on whatever de- device could play an MP3 at the time. So this was right when the first iPod was coming out. People could play MP3s on their computers. The RSS for audio was developed by a guy named Dave Weiner. So this was the origin of how a podcast was possible Back in the day, it was actually referred to as audio blogging. So Maureen, we could have been audio bloggers had it not been for a writer named Ben Hammersley, who wrote for The Guardian in 2004, and he coined the term podcast. Fun fact, there are currently more than 500,000 podcasts. So boy, our podcast sure is a needle in a haystack if there ever was one. And this is something I found interesting that 44% of the U.S. population has listened to a podcast. I actually would have thought it was more, but of those podcast listeners, the people who do listen listen to an average of seven shows per week. Does this sound... That's high, man. I love podcasts, but I definitely don't listen to seven shows per week. Do I think you? I probably do. Between, I don't know if I listen to seven distinct shows per week, but some of the podcasts that I listen to publish more than one show per week, and I'll listen to some of those. Um, And then the other fun stat that I found was that comedy is the most popular podcasting genre. So I think you know what that means. This needs to become a comedy podcast. I think it already is quite funny myself. If we can make ourselves laugh, I I guess that counts. All right. So the first thing I wanted to discuss is sort of like the effect of podcasts and their general reach. And first I want to get your perspective and then I'm going to give give you guys mine. I think podcasts have become a lot more mainstream in the past, well, I would say two years. I've been listening to them for a little bit longer than that. But I feel like at first it wasn't a thing that like everyone was like, oh, have you listened to XYZ podcast? But they've gotten a lot more popular and I think it's become 
the communication mode of choice for a lot of people looking to share their message. So a lot of like famous bloggers or bloggers who have had like huge followings. I'm thinking of Young House Love, for example, who, I mean, they have their own books now and their own line at Target and like they've like made it. Now instead of having regular blog posts, which they still do every once in a while, but now they do a podcast. Jess Lively is another example of, and she's somebody that I listen to, and her podcast has evolved and changed directions completely, but it used to be mostly written, and now it's mostly audio. And I I just think it's very interesting. It'll be interesting to see kind of in the next year or a few how that continues to change. If it's everything you're listening, if it's the podcast becomes like the first go-to for how to get information, or if the written word will still be, you know, a powerful way to communicate. I think that my perspective on podcasts is that, yes, I totally agree with you that it's a great way to share information. But the thing that gives me a little bit of anxiety is just you have all of these you have a brand new avenue, not brand new anymore, but you have this new avenue of all of this content that you that is out there to consume. So it was hard enough back when there weren't that many TV shows and movies when people would say, hey, you should check this out. It's really great. But now there's like so, so many things, not just a million TV shows, it seems, but apparently more than 500,000 podcasts that people might recommend. So it's, a, it's almost a little bit overwhelming when you think about the amount of content that's out there that people are producing, and it's just hard to keep up with it. And, it. and it gives you like a little bit of stress because, or it gives me a little bit of stress when people are like, dude, you got to check this out. It's an amazing podcast. You should listen to it. And then you look and it's like 100 episodes and each episode's an hour. And then you're thinking, I, mean, I can never get into this. That That's how I feel about it. Now, I do think that it is a great way to disseminate information and of course we're doing a podcast so i love that i just think this is so funny because i think this must be how you feel about like tv and movies too and i feel i feel totally differently i'm much more of i only care to even watch or listen to or you know go to the movies and see things that i feel particularly excited about like I, there are tons and tons of TV shows that you've tried to watch that I'm like, nah, that's not my, that's not my jam. That's not my interest. I don't feel like that's going to be a good use of my time. I just don't want to is what it comes down to. So I try to be really honest with myself in that and whatever my gut reaction is to a certain type of content, I try to trust that and say, if it's not resonating with me right now, I'm not going to you know, force myself to listen to it because there are certain things that I do. Now with podcasts, there are really only like two that I listen to like every single week. Other than that, it's it's like here and there. But That's I probably... love pop culture, but I also really appreciate quiet time and unplugged time. I mean, that's certainly the healthier way, I think, to, to look at all of this. But you're right. I It's just so, it seems so overwhelming when you're trying to think about how do I want to entertain myself? And there are a million options. And so I think that your perspective in trying to find out what you really want to watch or listen to and focusing on that instead of trying to, I mean, I think in my podcast feed right now, I probably have four or five episodes of different podcasts started and that I'm at least halfway through. Yeah. And just let them go if you don't like them. Right. But for some reason I can't, I think I have something like. So this also brings, guys, I have to bring this up, our DVR situation. Josh this explains a lot. I'm just like learning so much about you is that we have a lot of recorded movies and TV shows on our DVR that 
it's been over a year for some of but them. But I will watch them. But why? Let's talk. Let's talk. I okay. had 12 episodes of one show and I ended up deleting it because I was like, you know what? For some reason, the show this season, I, w- I wasn't really enjoying it. It was making me feel kind of negative afterwards. and It was just kind of bringing me down and I deleted them. And you know what? I felt so free. And once you probably they, don't miss it. Once they were deleted. Well, look, if I really wanted to watch the show again, I could find them. It's not like the only way to watch them is on our DVR. But I just, every time I was scrolling through things, I was like, oh, I have that show. And I just didn't really enjoy watching it. And when I deleted them, it was like I let go of that expectation for myself. Well, you're clearly in a better place than I am. Baby steps, honey, baby steps. Yeah, delete one show at a time. Okay, let's talk a little bit about some famous podcasts that are out there that we've listened to or would recommend, and then we'll give you some of our favorites, um, some of which we might have mentioned before on this show, um, and then maybe a couple that are under the radar that you haven't heard of that you should check out. So... Famous podcast, Maureen. This American Life is probably one of the most famous. Which I think started, did it start as a radio show? Potentially. For NPR? Yeah. yeah I don't even know. But yeah, This American Ira Life. Glass. Yeah. Um, host for NPR. They basically take a couple different sort of related stories around a certain topic and then do about an hour of podcasting. I think it does air on the radio first and then it is in a podcast form the next week. I also really like, um, which I think are really popular, but these are also on my favorite list, is Guy Raz's podcast, so the TED Radio Hour, and How I Built This, which is about entrepreneurs. Yeah, I think How I Built This is better. Um, only because, More popular, I think. Well, I think only because it's a little more focused. So How I Built This chronicles entrepreneurs and how they started their businesses. And he basically talks to one entrepreneur per episode and and finds out their story. And the TED Radio Hour is similar to This American Life, where they take a couple different TED speakers and combine their stories into one episode, and it just seems a little bit more crammed together. I think probably one of the most famous podcasts of all time is Serial, Mm -hmm. which was released, I think, in 2015. So I just pulled up an article. They say it's the first mega hit in the podcast world, and it's been downloaded more than 340 million times, and it was the first podcast to ever win the Peabody Award. And it's fascinating because it was a a podcast that covered a real-life crime and one that was not entirely um, solved, I think, or people didn't believe it was solved correctly. It is 100% worth the listen. So after you've listened to our podcast first, uh, listen to Serial if you haven't already. But judging by the download numbers, 340 million, you probably have heard it. It was, yeah. I think it was my introduction to podcasts. So did you talk about season three yet? No. No. So season three. So it's going to be um, narrated by Sarah Koenig. She's doing season three again. So that's fantastic. Um, but it's going to be different than the first two seasons, which were about one court case. So this is going to be, it's not one story continuing over time, but it's going to be like a multiple stories from like one courtroom. So it's it's not one single case. I think um, that'll be interesting because the second yeah. season was about Bo Bergdahl, um, who is a deserter um, from the military, and it just wasn't as compelling. So I'm hopeful for a season three. Maureen, what are some of your other favorite podcasts? 
Other favorite podcasts. So I really like podcasts about finance and financial advice. So um, when Susie Orman was still on the air with her show, this was a couple of years ago now, but I think they're all still available. I listened to the Susie Orman show. Love, love, love Susie Orman. Um, and that was a great podcast. I would listen to it on my commute to and from work. Um, at the time, I had a longer commute. And I like Dave Ramsey um, now, who's my go-to if I can't, you know, I've listened to all of Susie Orman's stuff. Um, he's a little bit different. I don't listen to him all the time, but if I'm like craving hearing about finances, I'll listen to him. Um, I also really like self-improvement podcasts. So my top two there are the Life Coach School um, podcast with Brooke Castillo and The Lively Show with Jess Lively. I also like um, The Catholic Feminist, um, which is a good one about, you know, my faith and kind of women's perspective on that. And then, like I said, how I built this in TED radio hour. So those are some of my go-tos. There's also some I listen to like every once in a while, like um, The Working Mother's Mentor or Rise with Rachel Hollis, but I'm not as regular of a listener there. But I think it's fun. I really like podcasts and I really get very invested in the hosts and the connections with them. And so that's really fun for me. I like hearing, hearing from the author, so to speak, but in their own words. I think it's... um. I really like talking, <laughs> so I also really like listening to people talk. What about you, honey? What are your favorites? Well, I should mention before I jump into my favorites, one of the very, very popular ones that I forgot to mention was is called WTF with Mark Marin. Mark Marin, who is on Glow, he used to be on the radio, and he was he's a comedian, and so he started a podcast in 2009, so a very early adopter of podcasting relative to its popularity now. So that's a very, very famous one. And he interviews celebrities and kind of does a monologue at the beginning. Some of my favorites that I really like, um, one is called Script Notes. Um, I'm into filmmaking, and this is hosted by John August, who wrote the film Big Fish. And it's also hosted by Craig Mazin, who wrote The Hangover 2 and Hangover 3. And they've both written a bunch of other scripts. But they basically give screenwriting advice for free and it's an amazing show one of the other ones i really like is called rob has a podcast for those of you who know me personally you know that i am a really big fan of survivor the television show that has been on since the year 2000 and one of the contestants from survivor the amazon which was season six and he returned for survivor all-stars which was season eight Rob Sesternino started a podcast where he basically covers Survivor. They go in-depth on each episode with a couple different podcasts. He's really funny, and he's quite good at podcasting, so I really enjoy that. They also cover other reality shows like Big Brother and The Amazing Race, um, but his Survivor coverage is, is great. Uh, one that's under the radar that um, I'm not sure a lot of people have heard of, which uh, I hadn't heard of till a colleague had told me about it, is called Homecoming. Maureen, have you heard of this one? No. It's a narrative podcast, which is a diff totally different style than what we're like doing. Like more which of an is, audiobook? Yeah, it is. Um, essentially, they these people wrote a script, and they cast Oscar Isaac and Catherine Keener and David Schwimmer. They told the story over a period of eight episodes, and it's really interesting. It was totally interesting to listen to these actors perform when you couldn't see them, and the story was totally compelling. So that's one that's a little bit under the radar. If you haven't heard of it, it's called Homecoming. Cool. Maureen, anything else on podcasting? No, just another thank you to our listeners because it's fun to be creating one and talking to you guys. All right, let's jump into our teasers to wrap this show up for this week. 
I'll go first this time. Uh, my teaser for this week is a book uh, called Tiger Woods by Jeff Benedict and Armin Katayin. This book is an excellent sports book. It's just also an excellent look at the human condition. So the book is obviously about Tiger Woods, one of the most famous athletes in the world. Even if you don't follow golf, you know who Tiger Woods is. And this book goes in depth into his life and sort of what made him the man that he is. And he's struggled with a lot of demons and he struggled with a lot of uh, addictions in his past. But and he's one of the best golfers of all time, right? Yeah, he, my, he my, may be the best golfer of all time. My dad was recently here visiting us and... I spent some time watching golf with him and mainly he was just educating me on why Tiger Woods is special and, you know, about these different guys. But he was, my dad was like spouting off stats about Tiger Woods. Like he just knew them like the back of his hand, but it was really, truly amazing. So as someone who doesn't really watch or like golf, um, I think it would be an interesting read. The thing that I want to point out most is that even if you're not a sports fan, this is definitely worth a read because the book goes in depth about what made him the person that he is, whether it was the influence of his parents or, you know, things that he discovered early in life. It's fascinating to read about the evolution of a human. And the book was based on first person interviews and accounts. This is not an autobiography. So Tiger Woods himself was not involved in the book, but they did an amazing amount of research to to make this book what it is. So check it out. It's called Tiger Woods. Maureen, how about you? All right. So my teaser is about the public library. So we live in Northern Virginia and our public library recently started um, making games, board games available for checkout. So in addition to being able to check out audiobooks and CDs and DVDs and regular books, you can now check out board games. And I just think this is really cool because we love board games in our family, but we don't necessarily want to have a cabinet full of like a hundred of them so this is a way that we could take them out uh, try them out and see which ones we want to maybe invest in long term so i encourage you to check out your local library and see what kind of untraditional media they may have for you to check out for free all right that will do it for this week thanks for listening you can leave us feedback comments or questions on each episode by going to vernacularpodcast.com slash popcast We would love to hear from you and would especially love to hear what you want to hear about on the show. You can also reach us by emailing thepopcast at vernacularpodcast.com. Please also subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. We put out a new one every Friday, and if it's not too much trouble, please drop us a rating or a review. It helps other people find our show. We'll be back next week, as always, sitting cross-legged on our bedroom floor with a brand new episode. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Why do you say it so fast? You like seem like sometimes you're doing this like weird like newscaster thing. Thanks for listening. Bye. Thanks for listening, everyone. This is my shtick. I'm Josh. Thanks for <laughs> listening, everybody. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Bye bye now. You do you don't talk like that the whole rest of the podcast, but then you do this like I don't know, I don't know, okay. And my words really short. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next week. See you in the next one. You were doing it on purpose, weren't you? This is. <laughs>